Welcome to The Lore You Know, a show where we chat with some amazing human beings who are storytellers, collectors, and folklorists as we discuss the history of, inspiration behind, and importance of recording and sharing regional tales. Today, I have the amazing Lisa Russell from Cryptid Comforts. That's you. That's you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God. Thank you for having me on. And of course, any opportunity to chat with you is always wonderful. Mm, I'm so excited. I I told Andy, our showrunner, that we had to decorate the set with Crypto Comfort <laughs> stuffies. So this is a fraction of my personal collection. So many of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I seriously think you have more than anyone else. I think I like you have that. the biggest collection. That, yeah. that makes me feel like I've succeeded. <laughs> and I still don't have well, all of them. So No, and I'm I'm making new ones. So I've got a whole like new bunch I'm working on right now. It's it's gonna be a crazy year. That's awesome. Well, before we get into stuff, can you explain to our audience your role in the cryptid community? Well. I am, uh, as you mentioned, Cryptic Comforts. I make those weird little stuffies. Um, I, yeah, so I make a, a lot of cryptid stuffed animals and other cryptid related items. Um, I guess my role in the, my role in the cryptid community would be that, uh, I don't know, I'm a weirdo and cryptic community like most of us and uh no it's it's an awesome community and everyone loves each other and supports each other and you know we we work together and it's such a great community and I love it um yeah I don't know exactly what my role would be other than you know the the stuff being awesome (laughs) hey man sure I'll take that (laughs) yeah and we got patches see I've got all this stuff you got pins and one thing that's super exciting for me oh we can't forget the hodag pin oh no don't forget the hodag he's Mm -hmm, important mm -hmm. (laughs) oh and uh if ever my phone gets held up i have one of your stickers on the back of my phone yeah Um, i have one of my favorites yeah i'm actually recording with my phone so i can't show you because i have one of my pop sockets on the back i have my jersey devil pop socket oh that's awesome yeah, then I've got the kids hooked on Cryptid Comforts as well, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, they steal and my stuffies your, all the your time. Your kids have great taste. and uh, They do. And yeah. They do. <laughs> cool um, <laughs> how long have you been making stuffies? Well, so I started making stuffies. My first stuffed animal I ever made who is in this room somewhere. You want to see the first stuffy I ever made? Yeah, I do. All right. I'm down. Let me grab him. He's right okay. there. <laughs> oh, try not to trip on my cords here. Nope, tripping on cords. There we go. All right, here he comes. So, and it was not a cryptid. I did not start mm-hmm. making cryptids until like 2016, 2017, somewhere around in there. But I made a sock monkey. This is the first sock monkey I ever made. And I hand stitched all of it because I didn't have a sewing machine. I didn't know how to sew. I'd never sewn anything before. Yeah. Um, just one morning I decided I wanted to make a sock monkey. And Josh was like, do you, you know how to do that? I'm like, no. 
He's like, so what are you going to do? I was like, Google. So yeah. I spent all day with this ridiculous sock monkey. And this was in 2009 or 2010, 2009, I believe. So I've been yeah. making stuffies for a very long time. So this was my first one. I made this ridiculous sock monkey, which I will forever keep the first one that I ever made as a reminder of how far I have come. And then uh, I started teaching myself to sew. Joshua got me a sewing machine for Christmas a couple months later. And I got to say best gift that I've ever gotten. The most used gift I've ever <laughs> gotten in my life. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Who knew that, uh, if he hadn't gotten me that sewing machine, I probably wouldn't have kept doing this. It probably would have been just like a passing phase, but I kept at it. And I, then I started making other animals other than monkeys. And, uh, I was, my business originally was called in a stitch uh -huh. and I made all kinds of sock animals. And then I started doing regular fabrics. And then it was around 2016, 2017. I don't remember exactly when, when I started into cryptids and mm -hmm. they ended up taking over and I created a whole new business um called cryptid comforts yeah what what made you switch to cryptids or start into that realm okay it started with a woman named fuff um I was working at the Jewish Community Center coffee shop in Portland mm -hmm. Oregon as well as teaching summer classes at the Portland Jewish Academy um, summer discovery program. And Fuff suggested one day that I teach a class called unicorns, unicorns, unicorns. And I was like, mm, that's a bit, bit too many unicorns for me. I, I'm, I love unicorns. I'm a unicorn girl for sure. Yeah. But so I decided to broaden the class a little and call it unicorns, dragons, and Bigfoots. Oh my. And so in researching that, I started learning more about cryptids and was like, oh, and that happened to be the same year as the Oregon Bigfoot Festival, its first year. Mm -hmm. um, and so I signed up to be a vendor at the Oregon Bigfoot Festival and really had a lot of fun there. Like I made some Bigfoot stuff for it and uh you know, but still was selling my other stuffies and did really well at that event. And then uh, started, you know, the more research I got into learning more about cryptids, the more interested I became in that, the more stuffies I started making of that until eventually I just only wanted to make cryptids and they right. took over. And for a while I was running both businesses doing in a stitch and cryptid comforts. Um, and then eventually I just kind of got rid of in a stitch and but clearly you you emailed me at in a stitch email today because yeah that's still my favorite so, yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome what so the first uh cryptid stuffy that you made then was that a bigfoot it was yes and then the second would be mothman okay got it. what's the most complicated stuffy that you make the most complicated uh this one the jersey devil the Jersey Devil is up there, but I've started getting more and more complicated as I'm getting better at sewing. So yeah. I started making the Jersey Devil when I was still very incompetent, though. Um, so mm -hmm. it's gotten easier now. I think I've yeah. figured out a few tricks, especially in the past year that I've been figuring things out a little more because, nice. you know, I've had to out of necessity. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the Jersey Devil is still one of my more complicated ones. My Krampus, which is behind you, he's yeah, pretty yeah, complicated, yeah. but he only comes out yeah. once a year. 
Um, mm. And I've only been doing those last couple of years and very small runs each year. Um, mm. And then I started doing dog man last week. He's kind of complicated. Um, my squonk is pretty complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole bag is pretty complicated. Yeah. 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 Just adding, but like you said, you're getting your skills up. And so yeah, pushing I'm yourself. getting better. And my, my work is improving all the time. So mm-hmm. as I improve on things, it becomes easier to do. Yeah. Of the cryptids that, and it doesn't even have to be the cryptids that you make, but of everything in your research that you've come up with for cryptids, what is your favorite cryptid? See, I get asked this question a lot and Mm. it is the most impossible question to answer uh, because it constantly changes kind of depending on what I'm working on at the time. So like lately I've really obsessed with the squonk because that's what I'm working on like in my brain the most right now mm-hmm. um but I would say it's sort of like being asked the question of like what's your favorite color well you can't have just one color you need all the colors all the right. colors so you need all the cryptids I need them all and I love them that's all fair. that's very Some fair. I love more than others I mean but as far as like the ones that I, I make, like, I love my Grafton monster. He's my soft, sweet baby. Um, he's like one of my favorites. Um, yeah. so, but yeah, yeah. With all the stories, the squonk story is really so sad. And yeah. And Can you tell us that? Squonk. Because I, I have only recently heard of squonk actually. And then you were giving me a rundown and I think it's, it's interesting. So the squonk is a fearsome critter of the lumberwoods. Um, I think that was the first mention of the squonk was in a book called fearsome critters of the lumberwoods. Um, And he is a sad, sad boy who lives in the hemlock forest in Pennsylvania. And he cries all the time because he thinks he's so hideous with his ill-fitting skin and he's kind of sad and lumpy and the way to find a squonk if you're if you're looking for a squonk in the hemlock forest in Pennsylvania which I totally plan to when I move there <laughs> so, I'll go with you yes we'll go on squonk hunts um yes so but the way to find them so if it hasn't rained in a while and you see puddles out you follow the trail of puddles and that's where you find your squonk because he cried these sad puddles. But you can't ever capture a squonk because if you put a squonk in, in a sack and try to take him, he will cry himself into a puddle where his whole body will just dissipate into a puddle. It's so sad that he gets so upset that he basically destroys himself. Yeah. There's really that's like- very sad. <laughs> it is. The squonk the squonk is such an interesting story. Now, Genesis actually has a song. I recently learned this called the squonk that tells the story of the squonk. Really an interesting song. I mean, listening to it, I was like, "Mm," but reading the lyrics, I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. So yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not like a Genesis fan, but when I found out that they were they had a song about the squonk i'm like well i have to listen to that um, oh, yeah. you can't really hear saying through the song um mm-hmm. but i read the lyrics and i was like oh okay that's actually pretty interesting and it tells the story pretty well 
Uh, Steely Dan also has a song that mentions the squonk. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That is so weird. Oh man, now I'm wondering about other songs that might have cryptid references in them. Yeah, I tried to look that up after I found that. Uh, and I didn't really have much luck. I probably Googled it for like 15 minutes before giving up, so. I think that that just yeah, means that- My heart uh, dedications. Yeah. <laughs> you need to just make the list. You need to be the person to make the list now. That's all that means. It doesn't exist, so you gotta make it. Well, I just have to- get more songwriters to write songs about cryptids i'm working on it I that's try. how we solve the problem mm-hmm. yeah just go to my songwriter and be like hey how about a song about this yeah so when one thing so i came across cryptid comforts because i ordered a cryptid crate a long time ago that had oh. Well, it wasn't this guy. It was a smaller version of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what is this? This is amazing. And I looked you up and then started ordering Aww. things like mad. Um, what's cool now to see this kind of go full circle in a way is that this was cryptid crate that I found the Fresno night. Well, you call him the Fresno night walker instead of walker. instead of Fresno night crawler. Because he walks, he doesn't crawl. That's true. I know, I know. I've heard this, but the <laughs> so found him on Cryptid Crate, found or found him in Cryptid Crate, then found you, and now you're actually curating something so cool called Cryptid Crate Junior. Yeah. So um, Matt reached out to me a couple months back and asked if I'd be interested in partnering on Cryptid Crate Junior. To which I said, of course. Yeah. Um, that sounds amazing. And so, yeah, each month now kids can, uh, it's it's a cryptic crate specifically designed for children, which yeah. is really fun. And it will have a handmade stuffy made mm-hmm. by me in it, this each one, one every month. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a lot of work. Um, and I'm kind of realizing how much I may have taken on doing this. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. We'll see how, uh, how it progresses because, uh, I mean, right now I'm able to get it done and still do other right. stuff too, but yeah, if we get more subscribers and stuff, we'd be like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm working on a stack, uh, right now for next month. And, uh, Ooh. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting though. I'm so excited to be a part of that. And I also get to help choose uh, the other art that goes in the crate. Um, so that's really awesome because I get to just, you know, look at all this great cryptid artwork and be like, hey, can we use this somehow, some way? And right. so getting to help, you know, make those decisions is really cool. And mm-hmm. I also do the word search puzzle that uh, mm-hmm. went in there. And so I'm going to do some kind of activity sheet for the kids. That was something that I thought was really important to have it be, you know, not just a box of stuff, but have there be an activity in it too. Um, I, I felt mm-hmm. like that kind of added a value to it that right. was important. Um, as you know, former teacher, I think <laughs> that yeah. definitely, uh, yeah. So I'm really excited about, uh, 
being a part of that. And our first crate just went out uh, like a week or so ago. And yeah. Yeah. It was Nessie themed. It was. I pre-ordered it as soon as you <laughs> announced it. But I brought some of the stuff from the crate. Oh, cool. By the way, my oldest was like, what size shirt did you get? <laughs> And I told her, she's like, that seems like that's mostly my size. So she wants to take this one from her siblings. Yeah. But the other cool thing that you said, you get to pick out other artists too. So not only do you get to represent your stuffies and a particular cryptid, right. but then you get to bring other people in um, and, and support Novelty the community. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Mystic Novelty Co. makes amazing soaps and they have actually, so that one was actually my Nessie design that yeah. they turned into soap. Um, we were originally going to do a squishy of it because they make squishies too. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't come out quite right and so yeah. we we went the soap route which is awesome and it's gummy bear flavored or scented not flavored yeah. you don't eat it not flavored yeah i love mystic novelty co and everything they do like they're definitely uh like they make so much different awesome stuff between the squishies and the soaps and the t- tea towels and Bags you know they're always and, yeah. coming up hot sauce oh my god i have oh, all their yeah. hot sauces yes, yes. Mm-hmm. so good everything yeah. they do is just awesome and wonderful and i love them as as people as well as creators yeah and you got uh danner in here too Can't yeah i gotta gotta do some conjure dust uh his designs are so cute and i saw the interview you did with him uh the other yeah. day which was yeah. fantastic and I mean, we have so many great creators in our community and just getting to showcase them in any way possible is always a great thing to be able to share other people's work is, is wonderful. And to do it on a, you know, different scale than say reposting on Instagram, (laughs) which is also a factor. And and we all, you know, share each other's work on there and social media is really important for what we're doing. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good community. Oh, everybody's very supportive. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, another thing that you've created, uh, recently within the last year, uh, which I enjoy, every day <laughs> is your podcast oh. yes. um and you we actually you'd started a second one too i don't know yeah the, like how that's going but i only have three episodes of the second mm-hmm. one and i think if i set it up at some time in the future to be more like this where i do a zoom meeting and record it but mm-hmm. i'm not a tech person i don't know how to do things so um yeah so I just haven't like all of the ones that the three episodes that I have are people I'm actually sitting with at the time. So Mystic Novelty Go is actually one of the episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Maya, one of my students, uh, did an episode with me. She's so cool and she's really into cryptids and I, yeah. I adore that kid. Um, so mm-hmm. she was one of my episodes. And then my friend Brandy, who uh, is not into cryptids and only knows about these things because she deals with me. Um, but she is a singer songwriter and she is from Kentucky. So she and I discussed the Hopkinsville Goblin on that episode. So that's yeah. Awesome. And that podcast that has the three episodes is Monsters in My Closet, right? Yeah. And then the one that I listen to every night 
which has actually been a savior for me and uh, my youngest daughter, she'll actually request it every night as well, is um, Monsters Under My Bed. Yes. Cryptic Comforts presents Monsters Under My Bed, um, a sleep meditation podcast about cryptids. Um, I've been wanting to kind of do a podcast for a while and I wasn't sure my my approach and I felt like just me talking is kind of boring. Um, I'm not as interesting as you may think. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) But um, so I decided uh, it was I was having a lot of trouble sleeping and trying to work through my own issues. And I started listening to a lot of sleep meditation podcasts that actually were helping me. And I need to get back into into those. Um, So I've always had issues with insomnia and, and sleep trouble. So I found sleep meditation podcast to be extremely helpful and then I I was like oh I like this one in particular that you know it's more of a storytelling thing it's called um nothing really nothing much happens something like that okay um and it's just you know a very simple story where there's nothing much going on they may go for a walk pick an apple like you know very subtle things but it's told very well and she has such a great voice and so I was like I like the storytelling aspect of that and I was like how would I incorporate this doing my own thing into something that I, you know is cryptic clearly because that's yeah. my whole thing so I decided to start this podcast that's part sleep meditation part stories about cryptids um mm-hmm. And so I researched the cryptid and just kind of give a detailed account of it after I go through some sleep meditation steps. And then uh, I end with some more sleep meditation in case people aren't asleep yet. Um, but I, I've gotten like some really positive feedback from you and two other people. So <laughs> I'm feeling, feeling really good about it. I have, I have like three people who definitely are listening. So feeling good about that. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, great. There's got to be more and there should be, you guys need to listen. It's, well, I, mean, I am going, I've been on hiatus for a while because I've been so busy, but I am recording a new episode tomorrow. If all goes well, it's also hard because I don't have like a recording studio. Right. I have, you know, a house with thin windows. So if there's a dog barking outside, it can affect it. If my dog is barking inside, he's, he's a big boy. Um, <laughs> if I, got you know cars going down the streets like big trucks and stuff it, it's all a process one night I was trying to record and a motorcycle gang came through my town and I'm like come on really like <laughs> the timing yeah timing um because I live in a very small sleepy little town so you don't expect much but there there are dogs everywhere who like to bark uh, and you don't really think about you don't think about the ambient noise until you're trying to avoid it. And right. then it's like, oh, you can hear every little thing. And it's like, whoa. Like <laughs> one night when I was recording, I opened up like a soda water to drink and like the sound of the bubbling in the background. I was like, nope, had to put it out of the room. I was like, can't. <laughs> little things really affect recording so yeah. much. So how do you yeah. choose which stories you incorporate into the sleep meditation podcast? Um, well, so it has to be about a stuffy that I've made. 
Okay. Or I will make a savvy to go with it. So that basically it's because, you know, I like to do the artwork to present the episode. When I post on Instagram, I like the little artwork um, that I make really. That's why I do the stuffy ones. So if I don't have the stuffy already and I really want to do one, I make a stuffy for it. Like Colossal Claude, I made a very special stuffy just for that podcast. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm going to be making all these new stuff. So I'll have lots more to uh, episodes to talk. And there's still a lot of uh, ones that I make that I haven't talked about yet. So mm-hmm. yeah. Colossal Claude is one that I hadn't heard about in, in prior to your That's, podcast, really. And since we've mentioned Colossal Claude, <clears throat> I have to show off this shirt, that uh, strange ology shirt of mm-hmm. Colossal Claude. Nice. That, uh, yeah, he, he made this one because you know i think i think he made it because i told him to uh <laughs> so it's like colossal claude represent oregon because he does the state yeah. cryptids and yeah yeah his work is awesome i have like five or six of his shirts mm-hmm. what is the story of colossal claude he's one of the local ones for you he is well he's from oregon so used to be i lived in oregon um now I'm in Washington, but yeah, he uh, lives in the Columbia River, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> no, or, he does. Or you do. He does. He does. I may have seen him once, but you know, it's hard to hard to prove. I saw something weird in the river, so I spent many many hours sitting out on the river. Um, I actually uh, house it for someone who has a house that overlooks the river so it's lovely awesome. i get to sit out on the deck with larry the cat and we watch for sea monsters or lake monsters river monsters river monsters my god my, i haven't had enough coffee or i've had too much i can't tell which um but yeah uh clyde um has been spotted by a few different people at different times um and then there was another one oh shoot what was his name see it's been a long time i forget things my brain only fits so much um they had a second name oh shoot i don't remember um for yeah him? there was a smaller there well there was a smaller one found that they thought might have been an offspring of clyde's uh or claude's at one point um but I don't remember what they named him. It was only like 15 feet long rather than the 40 feet that Claude was. So So he's a baby. Um, Yeah. So there might be, there might be offspring out there too, but so strange. Marvin the monster. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Good job. Google. Yeah. That was was just like colossal Claude offspring. Really quick search. Marvin the monster. That's. There we go. All right. Yeah, Marvin. Um, so that was seen later by, I believe, someone uh, working for Shell Oil came in. Yeah. The, um, uh, but prior to that, like Claude has been seen um, stealing fish from nets from fishing boats. Um, and it always seemed like Claude was showing up when um, there was like salmon shortages in And so that's when he was seen was when he was stealing from fishing boats because his resources were scarce, perhaps. Um, Right. And like there was one uh, fishing boat that they said that uh, they first felt something like pull on their boat and they were like, 
okay did we hit something basically you know alarm sets in it's because you don't expect that and then they saw the big face like no more than maybe 15 feet in front of them and uh they were like "Uh oh and i think they ended up see don't don't quote me on any of this because my memories are very foggy um but i think they cut the net and just drove away Mm -hmm. um to escape yeah well i mean it would be disturbing to see that well yeah i mean it's all i really want to see but at the same time yeah it'd be terrifying (laughs) i would love to see that but yeah yeah what would (laughs) if you could choose a cryptid to see in person would it be colossal claude would that be the one that you'd want first or would you want to well find squonk i feel like I would love to find a squonk. Um, absolutely. Cause if I found a squonk, I would just hug it and tell it it's beautiful. Um, so sweet. But, <laughs> but yeah, Colossal Claude, I feel like um, I have better chance of, of spotting, you know, with all the time that I've spent on the Columbia River. Although my time in Oregon is becoming less and less each year. So right. I'm not sure. But I may have seen him once. I can't. I can't say that I haven't seen him, but I can't say that I have either. I saw something in the water. Explain, explain it. this. You're teasing it so, and then not explaining. Well, okay. So one day I'm sitting out on the river. I mean, I see a bunch of things, you know, it's a river. Yeah. You see animals in the river, um, sure. but one day just kind of in the middle, there's something clearly moving through the water. Um, mm. There's no boats around at the time. And it's just under the surface of the water and you see it kind of moving about. Now it could have been otters. It, it could have been a number of things. It, yeah, you know, but right. of course my mind always goes to river monster because that's sure. what I want it to be. Um, but the likely chance of it being otters is probably higher. Or even I think sometimes we get sea lions that far down. Is it? So. Is it though more likely? Is it? <laughs> probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Yeah. That's. That's fair. I was looking through your different, um, the different stories that you've shared, which you said have to do, you wanted stuffies to represent them. I'm looking mm-hmm. at trying to guess what's coming. Um, and I'm looking at my stuffies. I don't see Snallygaster as a story yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, well, Cthulhu doesn't, does that, he really count as a cryptid though? He's not a cryptid, no. he's hp lovecraft lore but he's cool Um, yeah he he is um well krampus i don't know does he count as a cryptid either though he's kind of folklore folklore that would be a terrifying monsters under my bed podcast (laughs) it would be and i thought about doing that just because it's you know it's christmas time it would seem like good timing to do it but uh maybe next year and everybody's having nightmares. They fall asleep to it and then <laughs> nightmares and crampets. Yeah. I have to find a, a sweet way to do it. And, you know, hitting children with sticks and shoving them in a bag isn't always part of a sweet and gentle bedtime story. No, no, not really. But you have done ones that have a warning before them, like the Chupacabra episode. Yeah, yeah right beforehand so you can well, have the warning if you want nightmares I, yeah. tonight 
Oh man. So, um, so you're telling these stories. It makes me wonder if, as you were growing up, if you had an influence in your life of somebody that was a storyteller to you, no, none, you're starting a new cycle. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I was actually talking to some of my friends the other day about children's books. Um, Mm -hmm. and they were like, well, because I'm, I'm working on a children's book. Um, I'm, I'm writing a book. Uh, and so I've got some people helping me with, with writing it. And we were talking Mm -hmm. about things and they were like, well, first of all, do you want the book to be something that is read to children or something that helps children learn to read? I'm like, well, Mm. both essentially. Um, but yes, I would love for it to be something where children start to learn to read on this book. Um, right. I think that would be really cool. Uh, and so one of the things that I said, though, is like, you know, my parents were amazing and wonderful, but I don't really remember them ever reading to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember reading to my mother, though, all the time. I learned to read at a very young age. I was reading by the time I was four. Um, and so I think for me, you know, the idea that children will be reading this as one of the first books maybe that they ever read is kind of cool. And Hopefully, you know, at least, you know, those people who are in the cryptic community who know me, who buy them. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe. I, I'll pre-order people. now. I'll do it now. You're pre-ordering. I, yeah. will, I will give you one as soon as I have one. Oh, <laughs> uh, Reading it for is insane. What, like, what do you have? I mean, dip, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because I'm thinking back to when my, I mean, I can't remember if I was reading it for or not. I know in kindergarten, there were books that had been read to me enough by my dad that I memorized them. Ah. Um, but I'm trying to think back to when my, my kids were in preschool. I mean, they, I guess they were coming home and reading a little bit, but what books do you remember most fondly? Uh, well, I was very into Nancy Drew for a while as a kid. Um, I read mm-hmm. a lot of those. I read some Babysitter's Club, um, uh, The Hardy Boys. And then when I was about 10, I got into V.C. Andrews books and read all of those. And so I don't really remember. Well, I mean, the only like kid kid book, like little kid book that I really re- have a fond memory of reading when I was little was um, The Pokey Little Puppy. <gasps> yes the pokey little puppy i remember that I still it was have a golden it book yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah a friend, of mine, uh, a friend of mine had gotten that for me for my birthday when i was like 26 because like he knew that i had a fond memory of it which i thought was really cool <clears throat> yeah. so yeah i have it somewhere but yeah the pokey little puppy is it too soon for you to tell us what your children's book is going to entail? With- no, I would love to tell you. Um, okay. So as I mentioned previously, the squonk is going to be a very big part of my coming projects. And the squonk is the character of the book. Um, so it's called Why So Sad Squonk. And um it, it's an encounter between a squonk and a dog man, a dog man who is also a Pennsylvania cryptid. That is why I chose the dog man for it and started making the dog man stuffy. Um, so 
they, uh, the dog man sees these puddles in the forest and follows them and comes upon a squonk who is crying. And he's like, why so sad, squonk? And then it's basically the story is about how to be a good friend from the aspect of the dog man. Dog man, you know, here's the squonk feeling sad and, and wants to help and let him know that, hey, you're special, you're lovely, you're, you're awesome. And it also is, has to do with, you know, body positivity, like let's teach the squonk yeah. to love himself for who he is and mm. know that he's not hideous, that actually he's beautiful and special in his own way because he's unique. So it's, mm. uh, I mean, I've written out like the rough draft of it with all the, mm. all the points, but we're working, I'm working with a couple other people. My friends, Mark and Brandy um, are helping me with, you know, firming up the writing, adding some things, um, coming up with that, you know, children's book catchphrase idea. That was Brandy was like, Hey, you need this. I was like, Oh, you're absolutely right. I don't know how to write a book. So yeah. having them um, on my team, helping me come up with fine tuning everything is really great and yeah of course they're wonderful and super super to work with and I love them and we had a little you know meeting FaceTime meeting the other day because we all live in different states so mm. uh, collaborating is interesting but I have also just found an illustrator who is going to help me um, with the illustration and I'm excited about that. And cause thinking about, you know, what I wanted illustration wise, um, and going through my mind of all these great artists that I know, yeah. I was like, well, none of them really had the same style that I was mm-hmm. looking for. Um, mm-hmm. and even though they're all so amazing and so talented, I was like, that's their style is so different than you know, mine, and it has to be my characters and it has right. to be my vision just made just, oh my gosh. Okay. There we go. Sorry. Um, You're fine. yeah, this is the problem with recording on my phone. Um, but yeah, having, um, having someone, and I don't actually know this person in real life. Um, how this whole thing happened is, so I made the dog man stuffy and I posted yeah. pictures of it on yeah. Instagram and mm-hmm. someone did fan art of it. Oh. Uh, hey. So check out Cryptid Clyde on Instagram. Okay. Um, I was sent this fan art of the dog man and I was like, that's what I want. That is exactly what I'm, <clears throat> what I'm looking for. Um, so I, I was messaging them being like, Hey, um, any chance you into doing this and so I mean it's still just starting out um we'll see if uh if it works out but I think it's going to and uh yeah I'm pretty excited about that um so yeah you never know I took it as a sign when uh Mm -hmm. when I saw that that cartoon version of the dog man that I just made and I was like oh that's it like that's so great like I saw it immediately I was like that's my dog man like because yeah. I saw it before I realized that it was intended to be my dog man but I was like that's my dog man and then I was like <laughs> oh, oh no it's it's meant to be it even says that right there that it's it's fan art which is so cool it was the second piece of fan art that I actually saw I mean because mm-hmm. you sent me that lovely frog oh, man um, yes. <laughs> my yeah. first fan art that I've ever gotten Oh man, that's awesome. I'm going to have to mail that to you. 
oh my god yeah I would so frame that and put it on my wall in here oh yeah oh man why did you choose Dogman as the other character uh because I was looking through different cryptids in Pennsylvania I wanted it to be regional and specifically you know for the area and even though there are Dogman in other states um Dogman is kind of the other sort of big one in Pennsylvania and so Mm -hmm. And I also, there's a part at the end of the story that I'm not going to give away, but um, that I think is, is important to show that uh, you have these preconceived notions of what someone is and, and it's not always accurate. And, you know, maybe don't judge a book by its cover kind of theme that is important in the book. And I think, I think I'm making the book sound a lot more thoughtful than it, than it might come across. I'm hoping it comes across because this is how I want it to be perceived. Um, We'll see. I'm excited to to see the finished product. Oh God, Um, I am too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what I usually do is ask um, my guests to tell me a story, but I set up a scenario first. Um, okay. Okay. So. I'm not going to bed. So I'm not going to fall asleep before the end of this. (laughs) Um, But I, I've heard that you're, you're moving hopefully closer to, to me is ultimately the goal. Positive that that's why. Um, But before you move here, I fly out to visit you in the Pacific Northwest. And yes. yes. And okay, done. And once I get there, I ask you to tell me a story about a regional cryptid where you are. Can you tell me that story? I can. Uh, so not terribly far from here. I mean, it's in the same state as me is the bat squatch. So bat squatch is one of our Washington cryptids, um, originated uh, around the time Mount St. Helens eruption occurred in, I believe, 1980, which was a horrible, horrible volcanic eruption um, that destroyed a lot of stuff. And I mean, ash was found in like, I want to say like 11 different cities, uh, states Mm -hmm. and Canadian provinces uh, from this horrible volcanic explosion. Um, But as people were going through the rubble and like kind of going in and exploring the area, there were some sightings of a large humanoid furry creature with wings. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the most detailed sighting uh, was there was a newspaper article written about it where he goes into too much detail, in my opinion, for it to be true. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you see something like that, you aren't sticking around long enough to get the eye color. You're just not, I'm sorry, you're not. You're not getting that close, no way. So I, I don't believe that, but I, I mean, I'm not saying that the whole story is necessarily false, but maybe, but sightings of a strange winged humanoid furry creature that's part that part Sasquatch kind of thing may exist in the Pacific Northwest. Now there were other sightings later on in California of a similar creature. Um, I would say it's most closely related to the Ahul. Um, are you familiar with the Ahul? I am not. 
it's kind of like a ginormous bat type creature okay but bigger than the largest bat the largest bat i think is like three feet tall which is amazing and i would love to see that um (laughs) that would freak me out i was just trying to gauge how big that would be no it's it's big um but this is said to be more like seven to nine feet tall um so yeah much much bigger than that um yeah Hmm. awesome cool well we'd have to go search for him that would be on our list for sure i would love to explore mount saint helen area too i've driven through there once um like on my way from portland to seattle or vice versa um at some point but i i didn't really get a chance to explore the area at all so i would definitely love to do that yeah so if you come out we can totally do that done this sounds like a good deal to me yes yeah let's do it um can you tell all of our listeners and viewers where they can find you and keep track of all of your fun endeavors instagram is probably the best place to uh find me uh I am at cryptid underscore comforts. Um, you can also, I have an Etsy shop, Etsy backslash shop or Etsy.com backslash shop backslash cryptid comfort shop. You can just link to it in my Instagram though. If you don't have Instagram, which who doesn't have Instagram these days, but if you don't and you're still on Facebook, you can also find me there. Facebook.com uh, backslash cryptid comforts. Um, I have a Twitter that I don't use, so don't bother looking at that. Um, (laughs) And I have uh, a TikTok that I post to when I occasionally remember that I have a TikTok. Um, So not often. Um, Yeah, I'm around. You can pretty much Google Cryptid Comforts and find me. Um, Yeah. And on any of the podcast platforms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Spotify, Apple, the yeah. other one. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm around. Oh, man. Well, thank you again for coming on and talking with me. I love talking to you anytime you want to talk. Awesome. And it doesn't have to be like, we can just talk too. Yeah. Yeah. We should. We do that. That's why I message you constantly. I know so fun actually getting to uh see you in in person several times on my uh my trip that was so great yes yeah and that's the other thing too on any of the um convention circuits especially in the fall people can find you there Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely Uh, the uh ohio bigfoot festival in april 30th in salt fork will be my next event so uh if you're in the ohio area like mm-hmm. some people that I know are. Uh, <laughs> come see me. Awesome. And, Will uh, do. Yeah. And hopefully when I'm out uh, in Ohio, I can uh, swing by and, and see you because I want to see your place and your, your land and mm-hmm. wander about and find Bigfoot. Done. Sounds okay. like a plan. Awesome. Yes. Oh, man. Well, thanks again. And for everybody watching um, or listening, please like, subscribe uh, on any of the podcast platforms. You know, a rating is cool if it's a positive one. Um, if, if you would like to contact five me, stars. you can. Five, 
five, five stars. If you would like to uh, contact me, you can email me heather at smalltownmonsters.com or leave a comment below and uh, join the squad, Small Town Monsters YouTube channel, become a member, join the squad, get all kinds of fun stuff. So until next time. Thank you.